Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, of course, we're going to be discussing The Ghost Monument, the second episode of this series of Doctor Who. Some might say that difficult second album moment, but we, we shall see. We shall see when we discuss it later on. But first, as usual, the news. Um, now, we're going to quickly return to a, an old news item we discussed, I think it was some some months ago now, wasn't it, Paul? Yes. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um uh, if you remember, the Doctor Who Appreciation Society were uh, raising funds to uh, put up a blue plaque um, commemorating William Hartnell, um, which they wanted to put up at um, Ealing Studios, which, of course, is where they, um, in Lion Grove, where they originally filmed uh, the first um, sort of block of Doctor Who episodes and filmed there for many, many years, actually. So um, that actually um, happened recently, and the unveiling um, was attended by Jessica Carney, who was uh, William Hartnell's granddaughter, and also Caroline Ford and William Russell um, as well. So apparently other guests there were Julian Glover, um, who appeared with um, in, in The Crusade, um, Michael Emerson, who directed him in The Ark, and Timothy Kuhn worked with, him with Hartnell's production assistant, and Frank Williams, um, who worked with Hartnell in the ITV comedy The Army Game, which actually predates Doctor Who. Um, yeah. Frank, is it Frank Williams, the, the surviving member of the Dad's, or probably him right. and Ian Lavender, the only surviving members of the Dad's Army cast now, aren't they? Yeah. He's, he's Bill Pertwee dead. Yes, he, he is now. Going? No, he's, he's dead now oh. as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I lose track. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's not many to lose track of now, Paul, let's be honest. Oh. <laughs> Well, you just sort of presume. <laughs> just a shoe, yeah, presume there. Yeah, maybe may alive, but um, yeah. So um, I think there's this... Actually, they, I think it went out a lot quicker than I anticipated, actually. It seemed to be what one moment they were um, sort of launched that sort of appeal and then, you know, the funds were there and the next thing you know, it's, it's been um, it's been unveiled. unveiled. Yeah. 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 But um, no, that's good. Good. And probably... I'd probably say long overdue, actually. It's weird that John Pertwee got one before William Hartnell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, 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 no, well, I suppose, no, they, they sort of both had a a similar length of career, didn't they, in various things. Hmm. I just was just thinking, uh, from, from the Doctor's Appreciation Society, why it's taken this long for William Hartnell to, to have one done? Because they, they, they're the ones who put up the, the heritage plaque for um, John Pertwee. Yeah. Um, but it was at the new Wimbledon Theatre in London. So I don't know what was, I don't know what was special about the new Wimbledon Theatre. I dare say some um, someone out there could could set us straight on that. But uh, hmm, don't know, don't know. Um, now, anyway, well, that that is it for for news items. Really, that that is it. That's all we have. Um, but of course, as the same as last week, we do have statistics to talk about. I'm so sorry. So it's over to Omega's Stats Corner. Oh, yes, well, well, well away there, Omega. Now, the um, the Ghost Monument, the overnight viewing figures uh, were 7.11 million, which was a 33.4 share of the TV, uh, total TV audience. And that's according to unofficial overnight figures. Um and now I have um, been informed that the audience appreciation index for this for this episode was eighty two. Right. 
So it's weird actually because I did actually check. You've, on... you've been back down to the car park, haven't you? I have. <laughs> Me I too. have. Well, I'll tell you, it's no good going to the Barb website because they haven't update, updated any. Um, I checked a couple of days ago. Um, and they haven't actually updated any AI figures since September. Right. Which I found a bit strange. And that's for any program. The last, the, I think it was the last week in September. That's what you can get in there. So um, I don't know where these um, AI figures are coming from or how they ended up on the internet. But, you know, but apparently it was 82. So there you are. 82. <laughs> just make, someone's just making them up. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so. So, um, it was well, just unofficially I, making them up, as opposed I may, to I think maybe they are, yeah. Um, I mean, Perhaps the person still... stopped doing it because he just didn't feel appreciated. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I know it's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's um, it's still a healthy figure, whatever way you look at it, really. It's um, there's usually sort of quite a I mean, it's it's a tail off from the previous week, but obviously, it's that you know, everyone tunes in for the first episode when it's a new doctor and new series and everything, but um. And 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 then decide. Oh, they're still in space. No, not not interested. Not interested. Yeah, exactly. Think, think it's suddenly going to have turned into some sort of call the midwife in the middle. <laughs> well, especially on a, on a Sunday night. Yeah, crikey. Hmm. Um, yeah, also, also that's quite respectable. And actually, people did on a Sunday tune in. Oh, it's a doc- there's a doctor thing started. Perhaps that isn't a sequel to Call the Midwife. Was it by Chris Chibnall? Has he brought back Born and Bred for Sunday evening viewing? Has he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember James Bolam in space. <laughs> actually, he left it. It was actually Richard Wilson in the end, actually. But uh, anyway, um, now coming back to the woman who fell to earth, we, we did mention sort of like he yeah, had a bit of a tail off. The um, the final consolidated figures um, apparently ended up with ten point nine million viewers, um, which is fantastic. Actually, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, Apparently, it's the highest rating um, for first episodes ratings since Doctor Who began. Now, I think everyone's sort of like the BBC sort of patting themselves on the back a little bit with this, and it's still a great figure, whatever way you look at it. Um, but I think I don't think you can compare that to how official figures were collected over previous years because it's changed now. And they yeah. appear to have sort of extended the time slightly. So it's not comparing apples to oranges as far as I'm concerned. So, um, but either way, it's not, it's not to be sniffed at. No. I think sort of like saying, oh, you know, I don't know. I think, I don't know if people are trying to spin it into a certain way, which I'm not going to go into, but, um, you know, I don't think you can, you can compare it to how the previous, you know, TV audience figures, because the way that it's collected now has completely changed. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just hopefully sounds. I mean, it's it's just the fact of good news that it's it's got an audience. Really, oh Christ, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, um, apparently there was um an, 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 um the audience split was forty nine percent. This is for the woman fell to earth. Um, a forty nine percent male, fifty one percent female split. Right. Um, which apparently was a reversal from the two thousand seventeen figures, which had a small majority. Um. Male audience. I, I really don't um, care. <laughs> no. Really? Um, and, the, and the AI for this episode was 83. So there's not much difference between this and the um, and the Ghost Monument, to be honest. But, I mean, no. again, that's still quite a uh, um, a good AI figure, isn't it? Is it any, yeah. Anything below but, 60s is considered a bit of a disaster. Yeah. I mean, I was just actually looking at the, the facts of the breakdown of how it was watched. Hmm. 
and was just thinking the 22,000 who watched it on a smartphone. Yep, those new cameras and filters and everything really paid off there, didn't they? Oh, didn't they, Just? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. So, um, yeah, Pat, they include these figures in, in the official Barb 4 screen dashboard. Wow. Oh, there um, you go. There you go. So, apparently, that made Doctor Who the most watched program weekend in 7th of October. So. Can I tell you which of the four screens actually more looked at than the others? <laughs> <laughs> do they do ratings for those? Well, the thing is, I mean, obviously I watched it on the TV live when it went out. And then I think before we started recording, I, I watched it um, on my iPad. I downloaded mm. it on the iPlayer and watched it there. So, um, I, so I, I, I watched it on two screens. Mm. I, mm. I, I, I watched it on the same screen twice, but neither of them as it went out. So ah, there you go, there you go. I don't think we can say much more about this, really, can we? No. It is no, what I it think, is. Think, there we I are. I think we've we've stretched that as far as it. Will I go. think we have. I think we have. So there you go. So um, that's it for stats. But now it's time for more tat because now we're going to go over to Omega's tat corner. You pester me with trinkets. Now I don't think this is, this is going to be a regular thing each week, as it's stats and tats. It just we just seem to have a bit of a a bit of a run going at the moment. Oh, so um, now I post this up on our um, on our Facebook. We, we've group. got to deal with Omega, haven't we? To get we to have, keep yeah. a rate if he doesn't do it at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, um, he's 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 less shouty that way, isn't he? Yeah, basically, less loud. Um, now, the Roberto Replicas um, website, they um, put up a, a video, actually, to advertise this, of the, the they're going to do an official 13th uh, Doctor Sonic Screwdriver prop. Um, now, aren't Robert, the Roberto Replicas do actually, I think they still make the props, don't they, for, for Doctor Who? I understand. Um, I'm... Yeah, I, I I can't remember now. I don't know if they still. No, do I know they not, used but... to. I don't know if they still got the yeah. got the the, uh, the the contract to do that. But um, but anyway, this is available for pre-order, uh, which you can sign up for now from the robotoreplicas uh, and it ships in spring next year. Now, um, whether you're a fan of the the you know this current incarnation of the Sonic Screwdriver or not, um, it is a hundred percent screen accurate. It does look, you know. Like it does on the TV, look, it looks great. Um, yeah, and it, and it has got that, as we mentioned when we spoke about the woman fell to earth last week. It has got that um, made in Sheffield stamp um, on the on the end um, of the Sonic screwdriver, so it is is hundred percent screen accurate. But I think what might shock you though um, is the price, because um, payment is to be made in two parts. So. Um, you can pre-order now. You fifty percent. You've got to put down deposit three hundred and seventy-five pounds deposit. You've got to put down, and you've got to then um, pay the final three hundred fifty pounds, uh, seventy-five pounds. Sorry, plus shipping and VAT if applicable. So yeah, um, yeah. and that's payable. Um, it says a few weeks before your Sonic is sent out. So, mm. but the thing is that here's the here's the real kicker. Estimated shipping date for the first 10 is spring 2019. So if you're the first 10 to sign up for it, and you may have done that already, then you'll, you'll more likely get yours in spring 2019. It doesn't say what happens to anybody after that. They've got, they've got to save up. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it does give you a bit more time to save if you need to. Well, it does, doesn't it? I mean, it is. I mean, it is. You know, it's it's a lovely looking prop. It really is, but um, no, seven hundred and fifty quid. No, so I've got better things wait, to spend money on. And the question they don't seem to answer is whether it would fit into the. Um, Oh, that, that, <laughs> that inkwell they were selling. Yes, indeed. indeed. They were selling the other week. I don't think it will, actually. Or, um, or do you have to then spend another £100 on one that will hold this? <laughs> well, actually, talking about sonic screwdrivers, you know the um, the, the, the toy version yes. uh, released by Character Options in the UK? And I think it was, um, was it 27 or 720, whatever they were called, um, in in the States. Well, apparently you can now buy the uh, US version of the Sonic Screwdriver in the UK, on, on Amazon.co.uk. Right. So um, so if you want the, the, the uh, really a more accurate prop, but for a good deal less than 750 quid, um, because the, as we all know, and I, I did a little video when I put on a YouTube channel, um, when I reviewed the uh, the character one, the crystal at the top of the of the, of the um, sonic screwdriver doesn't ro- rotate, and it does on the 720 one. So, um, which I think is obviously, if you that kind of thing, it's more screen accurate. So there you go. Yeah. So you, you you can get a more screen accurate one, a, a, a good deal less money in the in the UK now. It seems so, which is uh, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. So, but if you have 750 uh, quid to spare, fill your boots. We're gonna say about that. Yeah. Fill your boots. So, um, there we go. There we go. So, um, that's it for the news. That's it for stats, and that's it for tat. So, uh, coming up next, we're gonna discuss uh, the ghost monument. So, for another week, then that was the news. Okay, everybody, it's time to talk about the ghost monument. Welcome to what I presume is your first alien planet. Don't touch anything. Yeah, well, maybe I don't play by the rules. Did you practice those lines in the mirror? You are a very funny little bonus. You're about to die. I will keep you alive and I will get you back home. And this week, Paul, it's your turn to um, kick off proceedings. So uh, what did you think of this one? Right, um, not necessarily great for a review, but my review is I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it, okay, okay. Um... And yeah, that's about it. It's a bit <laughs> awkward this one. I'm just not sure. I think there's still a question that there's a bit of style over substance as far as the stories go. I think. Yeah. With this. Yeah. But I watched it both times, and I actually just enjoyed it, which was actually and. Un- Starting to something you don't always do now since we've been doing the podcast mm. to actually just be able to watch an episode and think, oh yeah, that's good. Yep. And not yep. have to think, what did I like about that? What did you know? What was wrong about this? Um, and I watched it again because I thought, oh, I better do that because I've got to do a podcast review, mm. and I still can't find anything I dislike about it. But then I think to myself, what do I? What did I really like about it? And there's not much really that I'm going to turn around and say, oh, I thought that was brilliant, and I really enjoyed that, and I thought that was a good idea. It just was entertaining. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, 
I think as I said at the top of the show, you know, is it going to suffer from that difficult, you know, that difficult second album syndrome? Um, it, it kind of does to to a certain degree. Um, it, it wasn't as even though last week took its time. Um, the, the season opener was was a bit pacier, um, but I don't mind stories that take their time. I don't I I don't need to have everything, you know, flashbang wallop, quick cuts, and you know, it's got to be fr- yeah. fr- you know frantic and, and frenetic and everything. I you know I, I like the slower pace, um, which I think this did, considering that the the, the the story is kind of built around a race, really. Um, it the, the you know the pace of the story was fairly glacial to to a certain degree. Uh, yeah, which... I mean it, it, does, it does sort of have some slightly odd cuts where it just sort of suddenly goes bang to the next bit, mm. which again I don't mind because there's you know there's obviously what what do you do with that? Yeah, I mean they are making time to to let the characters develop, even the non. Um, main cast characters. Yeah, well, like we, um, we got quite a bit of background of the two other main characters in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Angstrom and um Epso. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And I I think the, you know, the the, the Tardis crew, uh, which we I think we could now officially call them now the Tardis is fine yes. that we'll come on to later. Um I think the Yasmin character got a bit short shrift this week. Didn't have a lot to do. I mean, I, I did think this. Did, well, that didn't take long before they divided them up. No, it didn't. So did they're two and two. <laughs> Obviously, the whole point of all four together would have been too much in those situations. Obviously, what, yeah. What do people do? You know, while the doctor's running around trying to save the ship, there's only so much the others could have well, done. Well, if if you think back to sort of you know the, like Hartnell era, where, where again there were there were you know four. In the TARDIS, they always got split up, didn't they? They went off, had their own yeah. sort of adventures running parallel with each other. Um, and this is kind of what you got here, but just in, in a condensed format. Um, yeah. you, you could imagine sort of that what happened with them being split would have gone on for at least like three episodes before they met up again for the final couple. So, um, yeah, I, I, it does kind of hark back to the old, you know, the old who, to be honest. And yeah. I think, and I think this is what I'm. Again, with the second episodes, despite... And again, I'm going to come back to what we were told before um, Doctor Who came back on the screen, that, you know, it's going to be um, a new jumping-off point. It's not going to be referencing the past. No old monsters, blah, blah, blah. And what do we get? The news in Aikido. Yeah. Which oh, um, I, mean, I like that. Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, I think it's either a case of, you know... Um, because I do remember sort of saying it is it's a uh, a jumping on point for people who are new to the show, but there's stuff there for the old school or or the the long yeah. running fans as well, which yeah. there is to be honest. Yeah, um, no, I mean, I mean that that's 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 a throwaway line. If you've never watched Doctor Who before, you're not going to sit there afterwards saying, "Well, that's I don't know what Venusian Aikido is," and that's just yeah. ruined the whole episode for me. <laughs> so. Um, I bet there's someone who said that. <laughs> oh dear! No, no, I bet there's somebody going. See, look, and I have to put it down to nuns. It couldn't have been men that was you. <laughs> oh, it had to be nuns. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I bet somebody will uh, will 
raise an eyebrow over that, but uh, yeah, no, I just, I just so, thought. So it, now we now now we've now we've got to ask: What was the third Doctor doing, hanging around with nuns, drinking wine, probably? <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. Yes, you're right. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I thought that was a nice little little thing. That really was. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it was just a, a throwaway thing you can put in there to say, look, no, we still. We still acknowledge the timeline without having to, um, you know, exp- having to leave stuff unexplained for people. Mm, that's going to yeah. confuse people. Yeah, we're not referencing. Well, I, actually, um, you say about explaining. Um, one thing I found when I, when I watched it a second time, because when I watched it Sunday night, the, the kids were sitting with me as well and sort of asking lots of questions, so I couldn't really sort of, you know, pay as much attention to it as, as I you know, as I would have liked. But when I watched it the second time, I did sort of like find that the the doctor was explaining what was going on in practically every scene. Which I found a bit odd. Did did you yeah. notice that as well? It's like, it's like, it having, was... to, like having to explain EMP, having to explain well, basically everything, really. It, it was just, you know, it, it, I just found it a bit peculiar. I don't know. I mean, I, well, I suppose if you're... It was almost like a lecture to, to a certain degree. Um... But if your target audience may not know this, because they're too young to have encountered it before... But that's the whole point about it. You go and find out. That's why you. Yeah, that's why. You're, but... That's why. That's why kids sit with their parents and ask those sort of questions. Because that's what. That's the sort of thing I was being asked. So. Because um, they can. They can never wait for the explanation on the telly. <laughs> What's that, Daddy? You know. So. Um, and you say, "Ask your mother." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even do it, but just listen. The doctor will tell you. So. <laughs> Doctor's like a surrogate parent. I'm. <laughs> No, I, I just thought it was a bit, just a bit, a bit odd. So sort of, perhaps every scene the doctor was explaining, um, not not so much for the characters on on screen, but for everybody at home. I thought that's not really necessary all the time. I found, but that's yeah. just, my, my, just my own little personal bugbear this week. That was all. Maybe, maybe it will sort of settle down a little bit. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I didn't necessarily. It didn't necessarily notice it myself so mm. um, I, th- I think I think it's still a case of you know it's a new production team new writers new actors to the role and I think that everyone's just still finding their feet yeah certainly that's certainly happening in RTD's era and it's certainly happened in mm. I don't know I don't know I, can't, I guess it kind of did in Moffat's as well I mean the, the Matt Smith's first season was a little bit up and down as well so it remains to be seen what happens with the rest of this season um Maybe it's that sort of confidence to in the script not to have the doctor explain everything all the time. Um, that that might become less and less. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But um, no, I, I, but the things I'm the same as you. Um, I I did enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I say it, it wasn't the most outstanding story. Um, it was fairly. It was simple to follow. I think is is probably more to, more to the point, which I. I actually find at the moment quite refreshing, to be honest. Well, this is what I mean. This is actually basically what 
I think I meant by I just sat down and just enjoyed it. Yeah. I was, I, you know, there wasn't anything that... You didn't was... have to... Yeah, you could... I don't say it's a bit of a back-added compliment, but sort of like say you, you could sort of leave your brain at the door. Yeah. And just, and just settle back and enjoy it, you know. But as a, as a bit of theatre, it's quite good. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah. I mean, it's um, I mean, Mark Tondero who directed it. I mean, he, he he certainly made use of the South African locations. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I mean, it, it looked gorgeous. It was stunningly it? shot. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it really was. Um, even the bit was sort of like the um the ship crashed and they ran away from it. Looked looked really really good. Um, actually, when they when they landed um in um. Got the character's name now. Uh, no, the ship, um, Angstrom ship. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the CG, if it was CG, I don't know if it was like a, a model composited in or anything. I'm not sure, but, but um, it looked great. It didn't. It didn't look false, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, it, it looked like part of the environment. It, it looked. It looked. It, it fitted really well. Um, and then again, when uh, Epso's ship crashed, um, again, it looked really, really good. So it wasn't um, even so much the crash; it was actually just when you suddenly get the little light in the sky. Yes, just that bit that you can see it happening behind them. Yeah, I really i I thought that was a nice little touch. To be honest, I really did. I I, I really liked that. But um, but no, it's, it's, it's just sort of like you know the doctor coming out of the. The dust and everything, um, well shot. The the boat going across the lake looked gorgeous. Yeah, it really did look gorgeous. Um, and also, you know, the the things were like the sun setting and, and and rising, and and it 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 just looked amazing. It really did look amazing. Um, so that those uh, expensive cameras they they were using for this uh, series are certainly uh, <laughs> so sort of getting the money's worth out of them. Yeah, I mean, it looks on your fo- how it looks on someone's phone. We don't know. We don't know, but uh, oh no! But it did. Uh, it looked great, great to me. Yeah, it really did. No, it did. I mean, the I was going to say, yeah, couple of things actually. Talking about the the spaceship crashing. Yeah. Slightly worried that Ryan, and because of his illness. Mm. They're going to use that in the same way as Susan always twisting her ankle. <laughs> it's just sort of like, um, yeah. They've just given him a reason for it rather than just it being that she was doing it all the time. Perhaps she had it. I mean, who knows? Perhaps we could go back and retrofit that to her story as well. Maybe, maybe. Who knows, mate? Who knows? It's, uh, it's a good job that that ship stopped. Uh, well, no, they actually had to roll down the hill, didn't they, to get away from it. So um, it could have been going to carry any further. But, um... <laughs> I mean, there, there was a bit on that. Having said that, uh, you know, oh, I just enjoyed it. Didn't find anything I didn't like. I mean, now, now, now it's all coming out. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just you are watching that and you're thinking to yourself, if that's coming along in a in a in a gully, surely the yeah. thing to do is get out of the gully rather than just well, run yeah, exactly. Run sideways rather than yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's a that's a trope of any movie or TV yes, series. I know, it says it's hurting towards I wasn't you. Particularly, you know. <laughs> um, gonna pick out this story for for that. Oh dear, but, no! It always makes me laugh. That to be honest, it always makes me laugh. But um, no, I, I mean, when you sort of meet Art Malik's character, um, who I thought was 
good enough. You, you didn't have to know much about him, really. He's, he's, his character sort of served his purpose. But then I thought when he showed the... What do you think of the reveal of the TARDIS as the ghost monument? I mean, it was a li- that, I mean, that was a little bit obvious, really, wasn't it? And it was a bit sort of convoluted as to why the Doctor suddenly decided it was so important mm. to know With... what it looked like, you know? Yeah. Especially yeah. then, saying it didn't come down to the fact that she suspected it, because there was an obvious... Realization that that's what it was with her. Well, look, well, I think wasn't it when he said it appears every thousand years? I think wasn't that what made her think, uh, made the doctor think that oh, I want to know what it is. Just, to, I think just, to, I think at that point maybe the doctor had a suspicion that it was the TARDIS. Mm, but then her reaction to actually seeing it wasn't somebody who's expecting to see it. I know what you mean there. Yeah, it was more of one of like shock, wasn't it? Rather than uh, my my yeah. theory is correct kind correct. of thing. Yeah. No, I no, I, I do take your point on that actually. But um... and it would have just been better, I think, if he just actually revealed that as just a general part of it. You yeah. Know, to the surprise, rather than her actually having to push him to reveal. Yeah, he exactly. wasn't helpful on anything else. No, he wasn't. It was a bit. So weird why he suddenly decided that? that he, yeah, he yeah. he was going to take the trouble to actually go through that with her. For you know, was 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 bizarre, really. Yeah, for no real good reason. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I do, I do take your point on that one, but um, no, I mean, I, I like the um sort of the quarrelling between Angstrom and Ebso um all the way through it um, but. Again, I guess come the end, it was again it was sort of pretty signposted really at the end that they were going to share the prize, weren't they? Yeah. Really. Um, that's what I mean. There was nothing unexpected in this story. There was no surprises really. It was just a very very simple story. Yeah, you saw from once they showed that the monument was the TARDIS. Hmm. You knew what the outcome was going to be, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. It was just a matter yeah. of how they got there. Yeah, um, you know, with the with the robot snipers and um, so on and so on. Um, what do you think of the? Was it the remnants, the the bits of cloth weaving about? Um, Did you think that was effective, or? I'm not sure about them, you know. I thought it was effective with him when he was in the cave. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite so sure when they was floating around outside. Yeah. And I'm not quite so sure about them having a voice Mm. as such. And how is that? Is that... that is that telepathic? Is what? well, it's never really explained. Though it was sort of like if we, we've got and again. It yeah, the doctor didn't explain that bit. Did you? No, no. But the other thing as well um, is the fact they said they're going to be um, single episodes. But there is obviously now a theme running through. Well, obviously it's carried yes. from episode one, episode two with the Stenza, because all these the reason that the you know as we we learn the planet is called desolation because basically everything's been wiped out by these weapons that these scientists have been forced to create for the, for the Stenza. Um, yeah. 
So obviously th- these this is this season's big bad by the by the looks of things. So it looks like we're going to see our uh, our toothy faced friends um, coming back um, at some point this season. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this whole thing, as you say, they're being telepathic, and then we. I thought was a little bit unnecessary, really, was something else being dragged up from the Doctor's past. Yeah, uh, that that was the thing that sort of worried me. It's now, it's almost like he now, having said that, you know, this is going to be a great starting off point for anybody who wants that, he's now going to try and bring in his own agenda as far as the the past. Yeah, what was it? The, what was it called? The timeless and his child? child. Yeah, I, don't know. I found that a little bit hokey, and I thought, and, and, and unnecessary more than anything else. Yeah, if I got one and main it's... complaint about this, I found that unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and you just think, is that now? Is that going to be? Where are we going to go with that now? Is it? Yeah. Going to be something that's going to be referenced by every baddie going. Yeah, I know. Well, it, that, that remains to be seen, doesn't it? I hope not. Yeah. I hope not. I, I don't sort of thread it through like a bad wolf or Torchwood was um, yeah. in the first couple of series. So No, but I can't see why you'd why you'd bring it in if you're not going to do that. Well, we know that's where it's going to go, don't we? Yeah. Um, but as long as it doesn't have to be every single episode, you know, no. may, maybe leave it for a couple of episodes and come back to it. Remind us later on, perhaps. Yeah. But... If it's setting up just something that's going to be the last episode or whatever, then yeah, maybe I don't know. But yeah, but I just don't know. don't know why. Why do you have to keep going back to the Doctor's childhood and the Doctor's? Yeah, we've we've done that. Yeah, we did we did that in Moffat's era. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. If it's meant to be a meant to be a continuation, that we don't need to need any. We we we've found out about the Doctor Child, and to be honest, I don't want to know about the Doctor Child. It should be a mystery. No, no. He's, I thought, you know, I thought the whole thing about this was going to be we were just going to go back to the mysterious traveller in time that nobody knows. Yeah. Anything about? Yeah. Just, you know. And already now it sounds like we maybe not going. Maybe not do going that down that route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, mm. Yeah. So I mean, basically, I mean, as I said, there's not a lot to, to sort of discuss. We know we get a bit more sort of character um, developed between Graham and, and Ryan, um, sort of discussing the death of Grace from last week. Can I uh, can I say that I absolutely love Bradley Walsh's. Yes, in this yeah, episode I'd, in particular, I'd, I've said since I found out when he was cast in this series, I've always I've always maintained he is a good actor. Yeah, um, and I'm glad he's proven me right. <laughs> Otherwise, we're in a large slice of humble pie, um, washed there with a, with with one of my hats. But because um, the I mean the whole the whole thing on the the boat where he's trying to talk to Ryan about Grace. Yeah, and that. And that is really him carrying that whole scene. It is, yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. Because Ryan says about two words in the whole of the mm. the thing before then getting up and going off and leaving him there. Yeah. No, I think Bradley Walsh is, is so far. I'm only, I know we're only two episodes in, but yeah, I, I think he's been outstanding. Actually, I really do. And actually, his characters uh, develop differently to what I 
I mean, last week I was thinking, oh, is he going to be the character that sort of stands at the back and says everything's going to be difficult? Yeah. Whereas actually, he hasn't been. No, he he's the one who's sort of he's been pushing Ryan along. along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when they had to go up out of the tunnels, he was the first ones on the ladder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to go. He's just actually not necessarily a pessimist and whatever. He's really filling the role of a realist in this. Yes, he is. So if we've got to do it, we've got to do it. Like, you yeah. know? No, I thought it was great, actually. Um, I mean, I can't fault any of the actors in this at all. I think Jodie Whittaker, again, um, was was outstanding in this. I really do. Yeah. I thought she, I thought she was great. Um, it, it seems to have sort of found her... Sort of her Doctor Groove quite easily. Yeah, I, I really do think so. I mean, I, I, I suppose you could say there's there's compa- you know comparisons with, um, you know, Doctors Ten and Eleven to a certain degree. Um, but I say it, it's still early days. Well, I think she's found her groove, and I think you know this is going to be, um, hopefully, going to be an enjoyable series with with her in it. So was, was... the 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 one thing so far that's starting to about her doctor, yeah, is the fact that the the several times of the oh let this just be the the thing that happens, you know, she's asking mm. for, you know, oh you know oh if you, with the with the TARDIS, ain't it? Oh just, yeah. just this once and all this, yeah, and we sort of had that a few times. In this episode, when she was trying to get the maps to, to link and, mm, yeah, and get the spaceship to land, yeah, it's sort of almost as if like you know she's appealing to to chance and to a higher level than just her own abilities. Mm, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Well, I mean. I mean, during the course of the episode, you know, we had that thing with with Ryan and you know, sort of like take trying to shoot the uh, robot snipers. Mm. And you had the doctor there saying, you know, you know, you know, brains before bullets, and even sort well, of like Graham was saying, you, you can't, you can't outthink a bullet, you know, that you know that kind of thing. Um, I like had, the fact it, Graham it, calls her doc. He does call, it, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I like that, um, but the. Was it that kind of thing, just to prove sort of like the you know that you know that 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 masculine thing of running in with all guns blazing, and, and it, it just backfired him spectacularly, didn't it? And he had to run back in, screaming really. Um, no, I, I, no, I, th- I think what we've had now is the first two episodes. We've had if we are looking at trying to set up the Doctor's character for a, for an audience that hasn't grown up, yeah, with it. It's the first episode we had no knives. Mm-hmm. This episode, no guns. Yeah. So I think it is generally just trying to establish that being a major part of the Doctor's mm. makeup is that you know, not of course that Pertwee minded shooting the baddies. Well, no, he didn't, did he? But I'd, I'd also I'd also come back to this thing again as the Doctor telling people no guns, no violence, no this, that, the other, but. Um, again, with another example, the Doctor basically setting fire to the only appears to be the only sentient life on, left on the planet. So, yeah. um, 
yeah, that the whole gun, the whole no violence thing never really, it's never really sat that well. It's been like that ever since, you know, the show started, yeah. really. Um, it, it, it's, it's always, it's always been there. You know, the doctor saying, you know, preaches no violence, but the amount of races and, <laughs> and people he's, that the, the character's actually sort of um, killed over, over the last 50 or so years has been, has been amazing, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I suppose. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, let, let's not criticise a children's program for, for being for preaching anti anti knife and anti knife and anti, anti gun. No, exactly. Um, but um, but setting fire to people's fine. So. <laughs> With a cigar as well, for, for that matter. So. <laughs> and that was the thing about that is how dangerous is that? I know. You're, you, would you really want to walk around with something if anyone clicked their fingers nearby it was going to combust on you? Yeah, I know. That was a bit of a... a, a <laughs> very much a plot contrivance, that... Uh, yes. Chekhov cigar, I think you could call that one, actually. But, uh, no, um, I, I suppose, that really, this story is just building up to the big reveal of the TARDIS, isn't it, really? That, yeah. That's all this is here to, to build up to. Um what do you think of the new interior? We didn't get to see it clearly, if I'm honest. No. Um, I mean, very, very, very dark. I would say. Um, yeah. The, the lighting on the set is is the darkest we've had for um, many a year. Um, and f- and couldn't re- and also if we go back to it, couldn't you just couldn't resist? Could either you've redecorated? No, line. no. Which is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I've got no no problem with that. Um, oh, I I did think though because now as you go in the entrance into it is actually you do get the two side walls of the TARDIS. Yeah, as well. that was a bit um, peculiar, wasn't it? But no, but I'm thinking that's great now because now um, you can go back to how Hartnell's TARDIS used to be able to open a window. Oh, that's true. Did <laughs> I forgot about that? They did open a window, didn't they? I think we mentioned that on one of our commentaries once. It was something to do with, <laughs> something to do with curry Hart- night in the it was, yeah, Hart- it was Hartnell's flatulence, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. We're going to find out. <laughs> Not an obvious joke, but it made us laugh anyway. Um, <laughs> the first yeah, thing I, the Doctor has terrible flatulence. No, yeah, it's, um, yeah I'm, not, I'm not too sure about the whole crystal. <laughs> very, 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 that's, that's actually what, was, what, was, what she like, lit with that cigar. I think it probably was, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just try this guy's curry night. That was all it was. <laughs> now, I think the... Um, yeah, I, I'm not too sold at the moment on the... I'm not sure it'll grow on me, but um, it appears to be a bit of ret- a return to the 10th... Doc, or ninth, tenth Doctor's console, the round, yeah, um, style console. Um, I'm not too sure on these sort of like crystal things that sort of arch over the console into the middle. Um, it it seems to block most of the set, if I'm honest. They're so big. Yeah, I and, just and don't that, know yeah, how they're gonna how it's gonna of, be. Yeah, well, say so instead of a time rotor again, you've got a massive crystal in the middle. Um, and I don't know if now the to show the TARDIS in flight is that little crystal TARDIS that started spinning around. It's meant to yeah, s- signify that's in flight now. Um, and how much are those going to cost when, when they arrive in Forbidden Planet? 
Oh god. Well, is, isn't there some crystal? Um, the company's already had one of those, didn't they? As if, yeah. as, if the, as if the Taurus nipped off there to quickly, quickly nab one. Um, but yeah, so I was going to so, say, yeah. Did you hear the marketing team for that company going cheering? When... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not entirely sold on it at the moment, as with the custard cream dispenser either. Um, I'm, I'm maybe a bit, oh, a bit, know, a bit, yeah. bit, bit of a humbug on that one, really. But oh, that was all right. I mean, that that was just. I quite like that in the fact of the showing the the link between the. I thought they it did well to show that the link between the Doctor and the TARDIS is a is a bond rather than a yeah yeah a pilot and a piece pilot of and ship yeah and just mechanical. a bit yeah bit of machinery yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no I do know what you mean I do what you mean um, but I guess it will grow on me more, more the more we see of it because we didn't get to really see it in any great detail did we. No. I mean, there are some photographs that have gone up, and it does look a bit... I think compared to um, Michael Pickwode's set for the TARDIS, it does look fairly sparse, hmm. to be honest. Um, and we're back down... There appears to be that back down to a single level um, set as well. So... And I just the thing, I, I just loved Michael Pickwode's set. Yeah, for, for the TARDIS, and I think for me that that's been my favourite in in many a year, and I think it, for me it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to beat that, um, and so far this one hasn't. So, but as I say, we haven't seen much of it yet. I must admit, what I'd like to have seen them do because with the TARDIS, with the four, the obviously the TARDIS bit at the front, mm. the, the two side bits, is if you'd had that, then you'd had the two like TARDIS. <laughs> Old style TARDIS doors that closed in front of that and almost made an airlock. I miss the old would TARDIS have, doors. Would have been just how. Yeah, I, I miss that. I have, yeah, I, I miss the two doors just opened up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to return to that one day. But uh, oh well, no, oh, never mind. But you know, we, we've got to the point now. The Doctor's got the sonic screwdriver back in the last episode. Now the Doctor's got the TARDIS back. As well, and, and it's like the um, when it was trying to materialise, and the, the doctor's going, "Come to daddy, I mean mummy." I, I, I quite like that. So, mm. so even the doctor's trying to get to get used to um, who who they are now. So, yeah, yeah, I quite like that. But um, yeah, so it, it, as I say, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Yeah, going back though, do you, do you think there was just a bit too much sonic screwdriver yes, activity? Yes, there was. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up actually, because even to open that hatch to go down into, yeah. into the into well, the yeah. tunnels, we just needed somebody yeah. to actually just get up and yeah. turn the handle. Yeah, that didn't need to be done with the sonic. No, and it, and it was really sort of telegraphed as well. It was sort of like stop, stand, point. They're like when when they're being chased, assume the position. Weren't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, very much like that. Um, Whereas you think that the dots would be sort of running away, pointing it behind her and yeah. closing the doors. You know, if it was that much of a hurry. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was overused this week. It really was. It was almost like a magic wand again, wasn't it? Yeah, I felt that. Yeah. So we'll. Um, now we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens during the course of the series. I say this. This all might just sort of settle down a little bit. So it's, it's only the second episode. It might just settle down. Yeah. Um, before we move on to on to feedback, um, 
which we have we do have a heck of a lot of feedback this week, so which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, I think Sega Nakanola's um, score for this was good. Yeah. Again, it, it suited the um, well, basically the scenery more than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> it really did. Um, and of course, we've now seen the the um, the opening the titles. titles. What do you think to them? Yeah, good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed them. I think. Uh... Getting back to yeah, just a um, evolving pattern. Mm. And it was, it was very much obviously it's not done um, sort of slit scan, but it, it evoked that if you know what I yeah. mean. Uh, it, it's also sort of a combination of that and the original sort of oscillator style um, credits they had for um, Hartnell and, and Troughton. Yeah. To be honest, so I, I no, I, I, I love them. I think, I think again, um, it's met with a bit of a mixed reaction, and people don't like the theme, the, the new um, range with the theme tune. Well, I, I love it, actually. I do. I think it just does go back. It's stripping it back to. It does, yeah. Where it should be, and yeah, yeah. No, it's quite. It's probably the most, you know, f- from a point of view of us growing up. The era we grew up. I mean, it's the most identifiable to that. I think. Mm, I think it is. I think it is. No, I loved it. I loved it. So, and the fact that they just opened with it as well. Yes. We no, didn't have the. No, I, I'm really hoping there's going to be no cold open or pre-credits yeah. sequence. Um, okay, we, we, we're back to the next time trailer. We got a proper next time trailer this time. Um, but which I, I was kind of hoping they weren't going to do anymore. But. Um, but no, if if we're not going to do the the pre credit sequence, I'm I'm down with that. Cool. Yeah, I'm not sure there's necessarily any any need for it. No, I don't. I, I, you know, I, I I like what I like what what they did with it on this episode. So I hope that I hope I do hope that carries on um, throughout the series. Yeah. So anyway, well, we liked it. We enjoyed watching it. Um, so what did our listeners um, think now? I must say a massive thank you to everybody um, who submitted feedback to us this week. Um, the the response we had for for the, for the to the call for feedback um, has been amazing. So please keep it coming in. It really is much appreciated, and we do love reading your comments out. Um, so first of all, um, we'll go through the uh, Twitter feedback. So first up, we have Philip Murphy. Um, Philip says ten out of ten from me. Jody has brought new life into the show. Okay, which I which I can't disagree with there actually. Um, next up, Steve J Dabs. Um, seems like Tim Shaw will be making another appearance. Um, he, the guys want to say, I love not being spoiled. Chibs is the master of secrecy. Um, which, again, the the lack of I think the lack of episode titles up until now has been a bit weird. But I love not knowing what's coming up. Really, yeah. I Especially think... when obviously some of the episode titles will give away. Yeah. Roughly where you are. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm glad I know nothing about the plots or anything. It's great. Um, so next up, we have Master Missy X. Um, I just never feel any sense of threat or fear at all. Uh, the good news is Joe's in the whole cast continue to shine. It looks and sounds phenomenal. And the new TARDIS looks fabulous. Custard cream? So so someone's obviously, obviously a fan of the TARDIS set there and fans of custard cream. So there we are. Um Next up, a short one from um, Ali Spooky. Uh, they say, I cheered when the Venusian Aikido happened. Um, so did I, actually. That was, yeah. I, I, yeah, that was great. I think so. Yeah. Uh, next up, Mandalore the Mad says, absolutely loved it. 
Rule number one about New Who is that the showrunner lies. Story arcs and classic Who references abound. The news in Aikido, you say? It's another one lots of news in Aikido there. Mm. So um, I got, I'm, I'm glad people have been picking up on that. Uh, next up, uh, John G. Uh, says, the more I think about it, the more it felt like paint by numbers Doctor Who. Um, of course, it was the TARDIS. Um, I think it was what we said. It was pretty obvious what it was going to be. Um, it would have been more interesting if it was just a bare time capsule on the hologram. Would it not be more interesting if the Doctor found somebody else's TARDIS? That could have been quite an interesting thing, interesting. actually. Yeah. yeah. Actually, who's to say it's not at this moment in time? Well... Who knows? That's, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, it might not be the Doctor Stardust. Um, next up, um, David Gale uh, says, Didn't think, think much of it, to be honest. Story average, acting likewise. I'm still not sure about Jodie. Her performance just doesn't say the Doctor to me. Um, I saw the one who fell to earth too late for last week's, uh, I think last week's podcast, um, and that was okay. But it felt more like an episode of Torchwood. I did actually see a lot of people say it felt more like Torchwood to them than, than Doctor Who. But then again, I never watched a lot of early torture, so I can't really comment on that. Um, anyway, David goes on. He says, uh, just watched it again. Still think it's an average story, but realise that I like it better than previous second episodes, apart from series six, eight and nine, of course. Two of them are two-part episodes. Okay, so uh, thanks, David. Um, next up, we have Badass Writer. Um they say, it was pretty cool. It felt quite short and was missing a few gas compared to the first one. At least, almost like you left us on a high cliffhanger to be like, is that it? Uh, well, at least they are alive, I guess. I guess that means the, the whole being in space thing at the beginning. Yeah. There. Um, actually, I'm actually glad it was kind of dealt with rather quickly. What, yeah. What, I don't think it could be done in, <laughs> dealt with any other way, really. Yeah, but, no. Yeah, but um, anyway. So now on to our Facebook feedback. So thanks to everybody who responded to us on Twitter. Please keep it coming in. Um, so on to our Facebook feedback. Uh, Nick James. Now, Nick James, uh, otherwise known as Australian Nick, otherwise known from um, Heard on the Farris Project, and on, on one of our podcasts, actually, one that covered it from our, uh, it was our Planet of Fire um, commentary. We, I did, we recorded it at Galley uh, one this year. So hi, Nick. Nick says, the traditional episode two dud. Don't get me wrong, I didn't spend the whole time on my phone, but it didn't grip me like last week did. Um, which I can understand. It, it, it wasn't that kind of a story, was it? No. It, you just no, sort of, I mean, you, you just settled back in your chair and just went with it, really. It was that kind of thing. So, I mean, to, to be honest, the, the tension in it happens and was quickly dealt with on the two or three occasions when it mm. appeared. Yeah, there was there wasn't a long running um, sense of of doom, was there? No, there wasn't. It. It's, I think it's there what someone said on on, on on the Twitter feed, but there was no sense of threat or fear. Yeah, um, which there wasn't. It was the whole story was just to build up to get to the TARDIS. That was it, yeah. really. But um, anyway, um, go back to the feedback. Uh, Jeff Waddle, hi Jeff. Um, he says not not a thing did I dislike or would change in that episode. I don't think I've even said that about my favourite stories, both classic and new. Absolutely outstanding. Thank you, Jeff. I think that's high praise indeed from you, sir. <laughs> that really is high praise indeed, Jeff. Um, next up, Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf podcast. Uh, Martin says, didn't enjoy it. Oddly paced, dragged out. Felt like everyone feared the Chibnall series would be. 
And he does say something at the end there, but I won't say it because it's actually swearing. We don't swear on this podcast. So um, he's like he's made up his own swear word. So, <laughs> and I've seen you repeat that a few times there, Mark, in other posts you've done. So, <laughs> but um, okay. So um, next up, Andrea Gill. Hi, Andrea. Um, Andrea says, enjoyed it, but why did they have to have, uh, make, have to make flying rags, paper things scary exactly when the weather is prone to end up making random bits of paper fly around outside? That's a good point, actually. Um, he's kind of done sort of what Moffat did with the mundane shadows and yeah. statues. Yeah. I did sort of think that was his way of doing things, and I wonder whether it's going to be a reoccurring. Yes. Indeed, maybe, maybe. Um, so, anyway, next up, Craig Hanson. Hi, Craig. Uh, Craig says, all the spaceships look fantastic. Yes, we, we agree with that as well. Um, the setting was amazing. Jodie was brilliant, as were the companions and supporting cast. I like the contest and the tent scenes. The new titles and TARDIS are to my liking. The only thing that let it down was slightly too much magic wand waving. That's exactly what we said. Um, and the action sequences looked like they'd been done on a budget. Enjoyed the ending of the TARDIS bonding with Jodie and the custard cream. Overall, I thought it was really good. So yeah, I, I yeah, I, 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 I certainly certainly do agree with the magic wand waving there. Certainly do. Uh, right, okay. Next up, James Rockcliffe. Uh, you might remember James uh, appeared um, on the podcast so earlier this year uh, when we when we discussed Doctor Who podcasting. So as it was, um, well, it's whilst you you were absent for a while, wasn't it, Paul? Yes, and James admirably stepped in. So uh, thank well, you. This is starting to sound like you may you may remember him from such episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, James says really, really good, and almost every count. Only minor gripe that it seems aimed at a more adult audience, but it doesn't really bother me. I'm also not sure that the role is really testing Jodie. Love what they what we've seen so far, but a range feels a little limited. So much promise, though. Um, I think it's what we, kind of what you said. It's, it's early days yet, and I think still yeah. people are still finding their feet. So I don't, I don't know where this was in the, in the production block, but um, I mean, I suppose, I suppose at this stage, it's better that the feel that the lead actor isn't being tested enough, rather than sitting there thinking, I think she's out of her depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that that. Fine balance on that one, isn't there? But um, I do understand. Yeah. I do understand what James is saying there. This this particular story didn't test her range at all, um, to be no. honest. But um, anyway, next up we have uh, Dean Hill. Hi, Dean. Um, Dean says I feel the editing is a little shoddy. Am I the only person who thinks there are bits missing from the scenes? Um, now, didn't you reference something like that earlier? You do get long scenes, and then. Cuts to other scenes that I mean, like basically, you went from the scene of them having set fire to the cigar and killed, mm, yeah, that to them suddenly just walking out of the towards the tent. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I do. I sort of do take the take the point there. I mean, I'm not quite bit... sure what else could have been in there. And no, what, you know. No, what other, you know, I'm, I'm assuming there, also, must, there must have been other, other also, cloth things chasing them along the way. I don't know. But. And there's, there's stuff in the first episode that did the same thing where you get the point where she's assembling, the, she says, oh, give me, give me nine minutes or whatever, because mm. she's getting the stuff. Then suddenly they're on the roof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
they're sort of, you know, as if there might have been something else in there, but we've decided that didn't actually quite work and we didn't need it, so we've just cut straight. Yeah. To the to the chase, so to speak. Yeah, could be, could be. Oh, I'm well, not no, quite it's... sure about the whether I like the long blackout bits. No, it's been, there's a, been a few of them, hasn't there? I mean, then they they usually they, they usually then restart with a close up of Bradley Walsh. <laughs> is it like is every, it, it's, is it's, it like, it's your is worst it, nightmare? <laughs> As yes, everything slowly comes into focus. Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh is looking at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, a bit weird. Oh dear. Well, I suppose it, it's it's no worse than. Um, like when Colin Baker was the doctor, every episode Cliff had to end on his face looking shocked, didn't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps because Bradley Walsh had just materialised in front of him. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, back to the feedback. Um, next one, John Michael Lindsay. Hi, John Michael. Um, he says, I didn't bother watching it when it was broadcast, as the first episode just left me cold. It could have been any sci fi show. So having watched The Ghost Monument, it shows just how wrong I was. I'm now totally invested in Jodie as the Doctor. She has elements of David Tennant, throwbacks from John Pertwee, and her own chemistry brought front and centre in this episode. Excellently written and performed by all the cast, and I think this team will work. Very impressed with Bradley Walsh too, really enjoying his character's journey. I'm looking forward to next week's. Um, yep. Yeah. Can't disagree with any of that, John Michael. I I, I really can't. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought we're also, as we said, uh, we're also very impressed with Bradley Walsh. So, yeah. and I, as I said, I feel vindicated in my in my defence of him. I really do. So, um, and uh, lastly, some email feedback from Ian Key. Um, hi, Ian. Um, Ian says, "Evening, both. Uh, great episode. Probably the best looking episode of the show ever. Felt very epic and filmic. Straightforward story told very well." Got goosebumps when the first TARDIS materialisation... Uh, I'll say that again. Got goosebumps when the first TARDIS materialisation sound appeared. Like the new decor, would possibly prefer it a little bit brighter. Yes, so would I. Um, but that, that can't be bad, though, as it dishes out custard creams. Another custard cream fan there. So um, thank you, Ian. And thank you, everybody who wrote into us this week. Um, it does seem to... See, there's a, there's a few people who didn't enjoy it, but on the whole, the majority of people seem to... Really like this episode, yeah. Which is good. I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think it's a a you know classic, stunning episode that we're always going to look back on and say wasn't that great. But no, no. But it it, it served its purpose, didn't it? It was enjoyable, and was. I enjoyed watching it the second time as much as the the first time. Yeah. And I was, yeah. And I suspect I will enjoy it watching it when I get around to doing it again. Same here. Same here. Actually. Indeed we will, indeed we will. So, um, I think it just about wraps up this episode. Um, so thanks to um, everybody who, who wrote in this week. And uh, So, when after next week's episode, Doctor Who goes out, we will put out the call for feedback again. So please, you've all risen to the challenge admirably. So please, keep it coming, keep it coming. Um, so, um, next episode we have is Rosa, uh, which is on the, uh, this Sunday, it's again at 6.55. Um, so which means, of course, me and Paul will be back um, maybe a little bit earlier uh, than this Next week, week. Yeah. maybe a little bit. We'll see how see how we go. So um... I, I, I could tell my drinking and. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next week's episode is um, a historical episode at that, which, yes. which will be interesting. So we haven't had one of them for a long, long time. So we'll see how we um, how we get on with that. 
So uh, yeah, I suppose you could say Father Pompey was kind of historical, wasn't it? Well, I mean, actually, but in terms of historical, but not um, a far historical no story. No. This is quite an interesting to have something twentieth century. Yes, it is. So we'll see. Um, yes, this this will be interesting. This will be interesting. Let's so see if you don't include kill Hitler. <laughs> no, I, no, I certainly wouldn't include. Let's kill Hitler. No. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, everybody. So, until next week then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Who's he?